the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Saturday, and we're going to uh, kick off the afternoon with some great conversation. This is Dr. Mark, and I'm here with my co-host, Larry Jones. Good afternoon, Larry. Hey, Dr. Mark. I tell you, we've got some great stuff today. We've got a great physician we're going to be interviewing in segment two, yep. and I'm excited to get started, so let's do let's it. Do I it. mean, I think we've been starting off a little bit on vaccine yep. news and whatnot, right. news and rumors. Uh, and I wanted to bring up something that uh, is relatively new. Uh, listeners probably just, just, just hearing just about. Just the air. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the U.S. flags a small risk reaction with the J&J vaccine. It's uh, Guillain-Barre. Guillain-Barre is a neurologic. Uh, it's, it, we think it's an autoimmune process uh, that can lead to weakness and it can lead to even paralysis. Um, I've had some personal mm-hmm. experience in the family with that. Yeah. And it does seem to be one of those conditions yeah. that ha- can be triggered by environmental processes. Yeah. Uh, people seem yeah. to have some genetic propensity. Yeah. Gan beret can be very serious. Yeah, it can. But, it can. But most people recover. They recover. So yeah, if you if you get right. the support, because you can imagine the paralysis can get so much that you cannot breathe for yourself. You're in ICU on a vent. But you're on a vent. So, right. so long as you have That's access right. to that. That's right. So so just for the numbers, they have identified approximately a hundred cases. And the uh, and just as a reminder, that's a hundred cases of of a thirteen million base right. of people who have received vaccines. So they're not coming right out and saying this is a definite, but it's kind of a, a warning to think about. And Dr. Mark, let me throw something else in here at mm-hmm. the same time. It's estimated that between three thousand and six thousand people a year in America actually come down with Guillain Barre. Right. No, so and, and there's lots of the, it's lots of it's there is we nothing don't know that truly it. ties right. it to the vaccine. Right. And yeah, and so, you know, as we talk about things like this, and mm-hmm. I think early on uh, with with COVID itself, there were discussions of things that were happening. And the idea was, well, it related or unrelated. And right. it's just going to take time. Right. People are very, very frustrated, scared and impatient because we throw things out. Too much out, information. And, and, yeah. we, and, and it's, a, it's all new information. Yep. And studies are only as good as the methods that they follow. Right. So we have to be careful. And to that point, well, do you remember the five myths we went through last oh, right. week? Yeah, totally. Sixty-seven percent of the right. unvaccinated people in America believe one of one, the, of the five one or myths. more of those myths. Right. So when yeah. we get and I don't and when news like this comes out, it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, this uh, this was presented very well and very balanced in all all the areas that I saw. Yes. But I want to push to the other side of the coin and discuss. You know what? The other thing that we saw this week is we saw states that had their new cases numbers double. Yes. And those states were specifically... All Delta variant. Yeah. Well, not all Delta. Yeah. 50%. Yeah. 50% yeah, yeah. Delta so, variant. So, but the only thing we say all is, is all of those cases that required hospitalization 
were unvaccinated patients. Right. And right. here we're in we're in Orlando, Florida, in Orange County. One hundred percent of the new cases are unvaccinated patients. Now you Correct. can still get Correct. COVID. You can still get the, the virus with the, having had the vaccine. Sure. But the idea is that your chance of dying from it or even being hospitalized is or way low. Serious effects, to but it. but yeah. we haven't been able to say a hundred percent of anything for a really for much that's of true. anything that's in, in COVID nineteen, and so that's that's really important. It's not that everything is perfectly safe. Not a right. hundred. It's not a hundred percent safe to take any medical therapy. Everyone right. could have a different right. reaction to anything. Right. But but we do know that if our goal here is decreasing severe illness from this virus yes that we need to we need to continue to support vaccination right, right. and and with that i mean i think that's i don't i don't, I don't really have a lot more to say yeah. on that well you know let me throw one more thing out here talking about not getting vaccinated india mm-hmm. today it with 1.4 billion people only has 20 percent vaccinated people right, right and they're having a thousand people a day continue to die of yep. covid in and india a, and a lot of their issues are resource related access related and just so many people it is it's that's going to be a story that that we don't know we don't know the whole story yet is how how did it how did it explode like that well the other thing is pfizer one of their main manufacturing plants in the world is in india sure yeah so that makes no sense yeah well it doesn't mean they can deliver it well that's true too you know the uh especially in the rural villages of india yeah i mean not not to make light of it but you know the the some of some of the best uh bourbon made in the united states made in a dry county exactly you know so it's not just get out so but you know it is still disturbing that a thousand people a day are dying in india no it's incredible and i think like i say i think that story hasn't hasn't really been told to its fullest as to how did it get there and it's it's been all reactionary yeah and I think I think uh, the U.S. has has responded to internationally yeah. to making sure vaccines are right. getting out there. Right. That's all good. Well, but, you know, Doctor Mark, there has been some positive things to the pandemic. If if you can state that, sure. That's according true. We'll talk to about this, yeah. according to a CVS survey, the pandemic has influenced more personal health improvements. Right. You want to talk about that? Yeah, specifically the survey. Uh, they they talked to a thousand consumers mm-hmm. and four hundred providers. And they found that 77% of people said that the pandemic made them pay more attention to their health, made them think about their health care decisions, their healthfulness decisions. Well, if you and, turn on the TV today, you can't help but be talking about it because right, it's right. everywhere. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it, the, the vaccine, when we started talking about the vaccine, it seemed like it was going to be a million miles away, right? right. And it was going to take forever. Right. And I think everyone who was frightened about this was thinking, well, Okay, I'm washing my hands. I'm wearing a mask. What what else can I do? How do I improve my immune system? So you're mm-hmm. you're really going to be researching things and trying to look. So is this enough to call a culture change? I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a trend. Um, I think the U.S. Yep. has the culture of having lots of people. A culture change might be a stretch, yeah, but it's definitely so. a trend. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing is that fifty percent of those. A thousand consumers and 400 providers actually said that stay-at-home orders help them more concentrate on their health goals. Right, right. I thought that was interesting. That, that is interesting, but yeah. but it just goes to show you how every individual responds to every stress differently. Because as as you well know, mental health oh, was a huge spike of issues with, with stay-at-home. Owners. That's true. So that's just true. depending on what your your needs are, I mean, yep. that's that's fifty percent. That's great. And how you react yeah. to things. But but yep. I I don't think uh, I don't I don't want our listeners to uh, think we're saying anything like this has been good. Oh no, it's not been at all. awful. It's been awful. Yep. I mean, 
You certainly learned a lot about COVID, though. <laughs> no, uh, we've learned a lot about medicine. We've um, learned and a vaccinations, lot about things. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was talking last week about how we all know what a monoclonal antibody is. Yeah. <laughs> and we, Who would have thought? Didn't, we didn't know that before. <laughs> That's right. And, and everybody's getting into the act. And, yep. And to that idea is like everyone, not everyone, but businesses are jumping into healthcare in a bigger way if they had their toe in the in the pond now they're jumping even bigger. Right. I mean, Walgreens expands its partnership with Village MD. Right. So they're going to open up primary care clinics. In, it's tex- in Texas, right? In it's Texas a Texas today. brand. So they've got 29 primary care you practices. You know they'll that expand that further. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be their test market. And then I never really thought that, that the words Dollar General and healthcare would yeah. go together. But they are actually getting involved in, in right. he- more health-related right. products. They're not doing clinics. Yeah. But they're, I think most people know the Dollar General is kind of the more rural, yep. convenient store. I mean, we have them in, in outskirts of Orlando. Yep. But you, you hit me with a, a stat that was, I, yeah, I couldn't was, believe. Uh, they, you know, Dollar General is a discount retailer with over 17,000 stores. And approximately 75% of the U.S. population lives within a five-mile uh, radius of a dollar store making it a key retailer in most communities. Yeah, so that's incredible. I mean, if you want I to get no any, idea. I had no idea either. I'm, 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 I'm like, is it 75 yeah. or 7.5? Yeah. But no, obviously, obviously it's a 75%, much more popular. yeah. So, I mean, we're seeing different groups, and we've talked about this. We've talked mm-hmm. about Amazon getting into the game. We've yep. talked about Walmart, and now, you know, Dollar General. Yeah, and, so, and the other thing, go back to Walgreens for a minute. Even though they open those 29 primary care practices in Texas, their goal over the next four years is to be in 30 major U.S. markets in the, in the country. You know, Amazon had a had a big goal like that, too. And it's, they're moving forward, but not nearly at the rate that they had planned out on. And so I'm not sure it's bringing back the economy, right, and bringing back health care delivery services that are different than going to ERs and going to hospitals it's it's definitely a plan that's in its infancy, and we're going to see who the winners and the losers are. I mean, CVS and Walgreens came out with their Minute Clinic and their yep. you know their uh, extender run clinics, and yep. most yep. of those failed. Right. Um, so right. now whether and, they're going to they have a failed because the wait time people yeah, were to, using them as a primary care, right. and the wait time got ridiculous. Right. So people yeah. got frustrated that's and right. they went down. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, that we're going to see a lot, as we always do, we're going to see a lot of changes based on the economy and the needs and how it's how it's really going to play out. But you know, Dr. Sure Mark, we, we talk about access to health care, and you know in all the health care journals, uh, one of the biggest issues with Americans is access to health care. Sure. And I think all these things we're talking about – really improve access to care, whether it be minimal or, or even more so. Well, Larry, I mean, yeah. I think the, the biggest part is that we've all got to decide what our change is going to be. Exactly. Right. And we've, yep. we've talked about, you know, things were looking better. Uh, now, I'm not one to say that just because we see some changes in the numbers, but it's like half the states had an increase in their new cases this past week. Is this... An event that is totally vaccine related is yeah. it? Is it? Hey, we're we're free and clear, and let's get out there. I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of things. Sure, but we need to pay attention to this. I mean, I just right. I'm hoping that you know we're further away from any uh, any election work that you know maybe we can focus on facts. Right, right. but well, it's, you know but it's the important facts to pay really attention. are, and and I keep telling people this when when they ask. There has never been any conclusive evidence that this vaccine has killed anyone by itself. Right. 
Right, and, there, and, and I think that's important. Dr. And there's Mark. a lot of fear out there yeah. that that that's that's all it's all a lie, and and you know we've got right. we've right. got we've got to rely on really vetting out our information. Exactly, it's not easy. It's not easy for everybody no. to do, and it's not our job. To, and everybody to has know a everything. right to their opinion. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but I think uh, I think we're going to go into uh, the the next the next section here and talk to Dr. Maza, and I think people are really going to like like what she yes, has to say. I think so. Uh, and then we'll get back to these topics for yep. uh, for the remainder of the We've show. We've got some interesting stuff in the la- yep. last half of the show. Just remind our callers to uh, look us up on the web, uh, send us an uh, email, and we'll try to answer any yep. questions you have the following week. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll be right back. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605-6859, 609-605-6859. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Thyroid nodules, or masses within the thyroid, are three times more common in women than men. Most thyroid nodules are benign, but a small percentage are cancerous. The only option for cancerous nodules is surgery. Some benign nodules grow and cause compressive symptoms or become cosmetically unappealing. Historically, surgery was the only option for these nodules as well, possibly leaving a scar requiring lifelong thyroid hormone replacement. Radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, now provides a non-surgical option. RFA is done in the office. It is safe and effective. No hospitalization or general anesthesia is required. RFA targets the thyroid nodule directly to decrease its size. More importantly, it leaves the balance of thyroid hormone alone and thyroid hormone production intact. Angela DiMazzadio with the Metabolic Center for Wellness is the only practitioner in Central Florida offering RFA for thyroid nodules. Call 407-542-0661 or visit metaboliccenterforwellness.com and schedule your consultation today. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. Uh, Dr. Mark, we're here with Dr. Angela Mazza this afternoon. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mazza. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we're, we're really thrilled to have you. Dr. Angela Mazza is an endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism specialist 
uh, with a practice in Oviedo, Florida. And she's has over 19 years of experience in the medical field. Dr. Mazza has more experience with osteoporosis and screening and diabetes and glucose monitoring than any other specialist in her area. She graduated from Nova Southeastern University College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2002, and she's affiliated with both Advent Health and Oviedo Medical Center, which is an HCA facility. Dr. Mazza, we are delighted to have you today to talk about endocrinology, but tell us a little bit about your practice. Oh, great. Um, I'm glad you asked. We run an integrative endocrinology practice, so um, what does integrative endocrinology mean? It means I'm trained as a traditional endocrinologist. but I also have advanced training in functional medicine, so I practice whole body wellness in addition to um, traditional endocrinology. Um, so one of the topics that I really focus on is thyroid and thyroid health, thyroid balance, and thyroid nodules. Um, okay. So I spend a lot of my time taking care of persons with thyroid nodules, which is why I incorporated uh, radiofrequency ablation into my practice. Well, that's, this is Dr. Mark jumping in. Well, that is a really, really interesting combination, and uh, I, I say that in such a way as I have in my practice, uh, thyroid surgery is, is part of the practice, but I focus on pediatrics, so I don't see much, though I did uh, have a, a number of those this year, and uh, radiofrequency ablation is is really cool. We've seen it used in a lot of different areas, both for cancers and for pain, if you, I mean, I don't want to take the whole time and talk about that, but could you give a quick rundown on, on exactly how that works for our audience? Sure. Um, radiofrequency ablation just basically involves introducing an kind of electric current into a tissue. So when it comes to thyroid nodules, it's targeting directly thyroid nodule um, to decrease the size of the nodule um, because some thyroid nodules can grow and become kind of compressive, cause symptoms, not look great. And up until recently here in the States, we had to send folks to thyroid surgery to have right. the thyroid taken out, um, leaving them possibly with a scar or a lifelong thyroid hormone replacement from that point on. But RFA is a nice option that leaves the rest of the thyroid hormone function intact. Very good. Very yeah. good. Now, we were, we were talking a few minutes before the show, and I want to just bring it up. So this is your six-year anniversary of the clinic in and, Oviedo. In Oviedo. Right. So that's, that's quite exciting. And we're, I know Larry and I are looking forward to learning more about what you do. Um, are, there, are there other endocrine manipulations and therapies that, that you see on a daily basis that, uh, that you might want to talk about? We do a lot of um, different procedures in our practice that are kind of outside the realm of just traditional endocrinology. Um, in addition to thyroid hormone, I deal a lot with hormones in general. So um, perimenopause, postmenopause, testosterone hormones. Um, we do different hormone replacements and pellet therapy replacement, um, which is a real uh, great asset to hormone replacement in general. I care for persons with, with osteoporosis and uh, adrenal, and adrenal issues as well. Dr. Maz, I noticed that your practice is actually called Metabolic Center for Wellness. Tell us a little bit about uh, how does that deal with anti-aging and metabolic and functional medicine? Well, when we picked the, the, the name of the practice, I kind of wanted to encompass all things metabolic. So mm-hmm. that includes hormones and metabolism and balance. Um, so we do incorporate anti-aging techniques. 
I'm a member of A4M, which is um, an anti-aging association. That's where I did my training through. Okay. So we incorporate a lot of the anti-aging techniques as far as intravenous therapies in addition to the hormone and um, techniques that just help people uh, optimize their quality of life. Do, do a lot of your patients come in, I mean, are, I know you're not a primary care physician, but you're offering a lot of really cool and, and unique things. Do you end up being their go-to physician? It, it, well, I always encourage persons to have their, um, their a primary care physician as well, but it, I do take care of, I become, the, a lot, for a lot of patients, the principal caregiver. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. How would you divide up, and in, if you've looked at numbers, what part of your practice falls into to thyroid versus other hormones versus diabetes the, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, probably thyroid makes up half of my our patient population. Um, diabetes is probably less than a quarter. Diabetes is being cared for and addressed a lot more by primary care physicians, which as well it should be um, for most for most patients. Um, and then the rest is is all is hormone adrenal and osteoporosis. Have, have you noticed, I mean, last year was such a crazy year with people not necessarily taking the best care of themselves. Uh, how did that affect your patient flow and what are you seeing in this, you know, if we can be so bold as to say we're in an, an early recovery of some sort, right. you know, how things have changed? You know, we were really lucky at our practice because we're, a we take, we actually, the way we schedule our clinic patients, it's very spaced out. So it's never like a super crowded waiting room where, where folks were concerned to come in and, and wait, be exposed to, to different things. Um, so we were really lucky because we, for patients who didn't want to come in the office, we incorporated telehealth. And we still offer that as an option. Um, but, since, but since our patients feel so comfortable with the way our practice is, is set up, um, we didn't have much fall off at all during that time. So, and, it, and for the folks that came in, a lot of people came in because they wanted – IV therapies to increase their, their immune system. Gotcha. There are people who are being proactive about their health that were still coming in. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking is I know that uh, we've talked about how the pandemic and people's education on health has had different effects and, you know, seeking better health is one of the things that we're seeing and hopeful that we continue to see grow. Now, are most of your patients, they learn about you in one way or another and just sort of walk in as a high, I just, I'd like my initial evaluation and, and does it go from there and you kind of direct things or? Well, we, it kind of depends. Like for instance, just not to go back to thyroid nodules, we, those, of, those patients are mainly referrals for incidentally found thyroid nodules or found on physical exam. Um, so those, but we do have a lot of patients that come in um, thinking it's just one thing, but it's never when it comes to hormones, it's never just one right. thing if we're thinking hormone balance. Sure. Um, because all the hormones actually work in, in harmony with each other. So if one's off, you know, others can be off as well. So it's, it's, some people, when we first started the practice, said they came in, they said, I just feel like something's wrong. Um, but now we're kind of getting, I hate to say a, a mixed bag, but every patient is unique. Sure. Right, right. Well, let me ask you, you know, we, we've talked about uh, the metabolic and the anti-aging and, and all that, but we haven't talked about obesity and weight control. How does that play into your practice, and do you even address that in your practice? We do address it in our practice mm-hmm. because when we're dealing with obesity, um, 
weight gain, that goes along with insulin resistance, right? So right. insulin resistance is is a hor- insulin's a hormone, so it does affect the balance of other hormones too. Um, you know, insulin resistance is linked to inflammation. Inflammation is really the key underlying factor for everything. So it's hard to to just, you know, not address the insulin resistance component when you're looking at other things as well. So we do try to give um, lifestyle recommendations. We give um, dietary recommendations. We do a lot of gut testing um, that helps. The the gut has been linked to insulin resistance. Uh, So we, we do address weight and insulin resistance in that regard. Right. And I also I, noticed, I try not to give diets because the diets right. don't really work. It's and right. I also style. noticed that osteoporosis is a big part of your practice. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, uh, bone itself is, is, is a metabolically active tissue. So it's, in, on, it's undergoing constant buildup and breakdown. And there's more and more research looking at the effects of inflammation on bone. So, um, we, we do try to address lifestyle modification when it comes to bone, um, supplements when needed, and, and prescription medications when needed as well uh, because uh, bone is not only important for women, um, we're finding the importance of bone um, strength for men as well. So Yeah, no question. I think that's that's a really great point. I think there are a lot of men out there that think that's just not a problem that they don't it's need to address. It's a women issue. Yeah, yeah that's and right. they're, not, they're really not being proactive. You mentioned gut testing. Are you talking about like the gut biome, bacteria? or Yes, we yeah. do um, a lot of microbiome testing, but we also test, um, test for intestinal permeability so, or leaky gut. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell, me about, uh, tell me about that. So, I've, done a, I've done a little reading on that, a couple of mm-hmm. pretty, pretty neat books that, that really look more at dietary changes and, and discuss about leaky gut, but I didn't know about the testing. Yeah, so the testing really checks for a few different markers for intestinal permeability. So so the, the gut's really kind of the barrier to our internal environment. So if that barrier is altered, we're letting in, in you know, toxins and undigested food into our, essentially in contact with our immune system. And that's, that's where we kind of address it with, like, autoimmune thyroid disease and autoimmune conditions. Um, but this, the tests that we use check for markers of, one of them is zonulin, which is a kind of it's a kind of the gatekeeper for the epithelial cells of the gut. We check for lipopolysaccharide, which is bacterial toxin. Uh, we check for actin, which gives structure to the epithelial cells of the gut. So we really shouldn't see any of them in, in our in our bloodstream. So those are kind of the markers we look at when we're we're doing um, these specific gut testing. Now the microbiome testing is more involved. We can check for markers for inflammation. We can actually take a snapshot of, of the microbiome of the gut, essentially, um, by different tests. Fantastic. You know, we've, like, flown through the uh, the time here, but I, I think to sum it up, like, how do I make an appointment? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can, um, well, you can always check out the website. It's metaboliccenterforwellness.com or, you know, give the office a call. Well, I can okay. give you your office number. Yep, let's do that. Uh, office. She, her office is 30 Winsermere Way in Suite 200 in Oviedo. Uh, office number 407-542-0661. And again, that's Dr. Angela Mazza with the Metabolic Center for Wellness in Oviedo. We really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for taking the time. And oh, uh, thank you for I'm, I'm thinking you may be hearing from us. You will be hearing from us. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. Thank you, Dr. Mazza.
It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. Do you have a thyroid nodule that is cosmetically unappealing? Is it causing difficulty breathing or swallowing? Is it overactive and causing you issues? Radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, is a non-surgical thyroid nodule treatment. Interested? Learn more. Angela D. Mazadillo. 407-542-0661 Metabolic Center for Wellness Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. That was great. Dr. Mazza was fantastic. He was excellent. Just, just want to remind everybody, she, it's, it's Dr. Angela Mazza with the Metabolic Center for Wellness in Oviedo. Is that right? That's right. So uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, learn more about her. That, I really enjoyed talking with her. She, she was great. She was yep. great. And now now we have to get back to talking about the government. I yes. mean, I mean, I guess we can't escape it. Even Something with hot off the press today, Dr. Mark. Yeah. Tell well, us not about today, it. Yeah. Earlier in the week. So. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. We've got okay. we've got uh, HHS Secretary Becerra. Uh, is, I think we're going to hear a lot from him. We, oh. we talked about him when, when he was going to be appointed. Right. Um, I have to say a few things that he said. I was like, oh, well, that was pretty good. The, his discussion on the early out-of-helm thing not thought was appropriate. <laughs> no. This time, I think he might have he stepped in He is on the it. hot seat. Yep. Yep. So his uh, quote was, it is absolutely the government's business to know which Americans have been vaccinated and who has not. Wow. I think, I think there's a lot of problems. I think there's some grammatical problems in that statement. <laughs> but more importantly, has he not heard of HIPAA? A government-mandated uh, program that completely says otherwise, Dr. Mark. Oh, my gosh. My and gosh. you and I live that every day. Absolutely. And just for our listeners, I think everyone kind of knows what HIPAA is now, but it's basically a Health system, Insurance Portability and Protection Act. Right. And so basically it, it protects the information of your personal health care stuff right. and keeps it personal. That's right. And, and we, we live You can't even it. send an email that isn't secure right. or a text. about a patient. Right. That's right. Yeah, or text even a email. text. Yep. That's right. Yep. So so we're going to turn around and say, why does he even say it? I know why. I'm just going to throw it out there. Is this Big Brother watching Dr. Mark? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, we can't go on our, they can't ask, so we're going to go on a cruise. They can't, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a control issue. Yeah. But I'm not even sure what his angle is, because how is that going to help? I hope what he meant was that we have the numbers to know who's been vaccinated and who has not. I hope he didn't mean we have the names. But but we but that's not what he's saying. <laughs> I hear it. It's I a, see it. Which Americans? We have the right not to know. how many Americans, which yeah. Americans. Yeah. I don't know. I think, he does not have the right to know. No, no. so that's going to that's gonna bounce around for a while. But I don't He know. was really on the hot seat about this this week. Yeah. And as you know, the Republicans 
just dove in. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting few years yeah. hearing because he is quick to comment. Yeah, and uh, obviously a uh, a very knowledgeable person. So yes. we're gonna we're, I think we're gonna be talking about him a lot. Hopefully he'll dig his way out of this comment. I'm sure he will. I'm sure. He <laughs> in will. fact, I believe the next day he did backtrack it a little he did. bit. He did, yeah. but, but this was much but more it was fun to talk said. about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. Well, let's see what else we got going on mm-hmm. in Washington. Let's see. Uh, the uh, Energy and uh, Commerce Chairman Frank, is it Pallone or Polone? Pallone. Pallone mm-hmm. uh, from New Jersey. Uh, and the Oversight and Reform Chairwoman Carolyn B. Maloney from uh, New York announced that they're going to start an investigation yes. into the approval process and pricing of the Alzheimer's drug, Aldehelm, which again, we've Here talked we about go a few again. times. So just if some if this is the first time listening, yep. uh, Aldohelm is a monoclonal antibody. It's been approved for the use of early Alzheimer's disease. Right. And it could be amazing, uh, but we don't have much information on it, right. except that it's going to cost, just for the drug and its administration, $56,000 a year per patient. That's just the cost of the drug. That's just the drug. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, so we're going to see an investigation because we talked about this in fact we yep. talked about it before we, we heard it, anything else about we it. hit it day one when yep. we saw the pricing right yep. and, and actually secretary Becerra jumped in and said you know that he was upset with the fda for right. for doing this and not not talking at the hhs and and we commented that that's who the fda is supposed to be talking to right. so obviously the communication is a big deal so this right. this hopefully it's not just going to be you know right. pushing pushing information around, right. but their their statement was that they have serious concerns about the steep price of Biogen's new Alzheimer drug and the process that led to its approval, and, Just, you know, and, and looking did. at what the clinical yeah. benefit's going to be. And then the committees then said that we're going to investigate this matter so Congress and the American people can better understand why this drug was approved in the manner that it was approved. So the relationship between yeah. Washington, yeah. D.C. and pharma has been a topic that we can we cannot escape for a week. Right. Um, the the lobby is so strong that it's not like every time pharma has a problem that that you hear about it. Yep. Uh, yet we have companies that 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 poured opioids into our community who yep. are now yep. uh, paying huge fines or declaring yep. bankruptcy or both. And so it, it's. I hope that moving forward we can have a little more insight into you know what's really going on there yeah. because we've talked about we've talked about the healthcare dollars right we've talked about how quickly they're increasing yeah. and now and how, the cost of pharmacy in this country is it's, enormous it's, and and that's a huge yeah. huge part of it and during Twice that conversation the, cost of the next country right and, and during yeah. that conversation yeah. somebody comes out with a monoclonal antibody it's fifty six thousand yeah. dollars i mean it, it just seems like bad and planning. the disconnect between what's uh the f the fda and what CMS right. can actually pay for. Right. So They have no control people, over that. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, because yeah. CMS is, is, is runs Medicare, and Medicare is going to sure. ha- – but interestingly, Medicare can just say they're not going to do it. That's right. And then – so then or we've got all these seniors – right, all yeah. these seniors yeah. that aren't going to be covered, something that would be – it's, right. it's not, you know, it's not a standard Mark, therapy. But, but, you know, we go back to what you and I talked about the first time we talked about this – there had not been an advancement in Alzheimer's treatment in over 20 years, right. and this was the hope. No, and, and I still, I am still hopeful. Yep. And I'm, I am I, as well. And I believe that the answer is going to be affordability, and does it really work? I mean, that was the yep. other pieces. It's still not clear if the studies were in-depth enough yep. to say, you know, yep. who should be getting this. Yeah, you know, aside from Becerra's comment, he, uh, he said that, you know, health care insurance should be offered 
and people should have peace of mind about buying drugs and health care in this country. And mm. that goes right into this issue with Adahelm. Right. Right. So yeah. so maybe yeah. maybe he's got some focus. I'm sure he has, he has focus in the right direction here and there. But but uh, I'm. Well, I would be hopeful because that was that was his statement right after yeah. the release, right? But, but and, you know that uh, $56,000 a year is no. not going to fly. No, it's not. That's just not going to fly. And as we said before, that's just drug costs. That's not the cost of the workup. That's it's right. Because you have to get a PET scan. Yeah, they other estimated with all the imaging and all the follow-up, eighty grand a year for yeah. this drug. Uh. And now you've got uh, Alzheimer's patients who are probably either retired or disabled Right. And on a fixed income, yep. where do they come up with 80 grand a year to treat? Well, and, and we haven't heard, is this a yearly dose for the rest of their lives? Well, that's I mean, a good I, question. I mean, we, we don't we know. We don't know. So there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's too much information. Yep. I don't know if the FDA was just too excited about getting something out there. But speaking about excited, mm-hmm. um, the U.S. did release its first rule to protect against surprise medical billing. Yes, July and, 1. Yep, July mm-hmm. 1. It mm-hmm. took effect. And again, the surprise medical billing are the exactly what it sounds like. Right. You go into the emergency room, you go into the hospital, and when you get home a few weeks or actually months later, you get a bill for an ICU stay that was remarkably higher than you thought. And we've talked about mm-hmm. these things. People that have yep. gone in the emergency room and gotten a, a trauma code called when they yep. had a We talked about injury, that last week. Yeah, an injury that may be a trauma not, unit. Not, yep. $17,000 added to the bill. Right, so that's and surprise could be billing. as much as $50,000. So the Biden administration announced that it's actually mm-hmm. an interim final rule right. that, that starts Thursday. That's right. And it just says no, no surprises. And it's actually it, what's it's called the No Surprises Act. And yes. so that, that's, that's that's kind right. of that's good. It's not named after any individual. So you don't know what it means that it really well, it was it actually the legislation was actually passed at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it goes has, into effect now. And so the, the statement is from, again, Mr. From Becerra, Becerra. Mm-hmm. is that that's why we're so confused. I mean, we've got so many statements in yeah. one, one uh, day right. for him. That's right. But he said that health insurance should offer patients peace of mind, that they won't be saddled mm-hmm. with unexpected costs. Cost. Yeah. So, yeah. so and, and that's true. And, and it kind of leads me back to, you know, the idea. Well, I do of, like that statement. No, I didn't is. like it the is. other one. No, I, right, right. Well, he's, he's, the, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I like the number one and number three. That's but, well, right. maybe, maybe we should get a little whiteboard and start that's keeping right. score. That might be okay. That's right. But, but I would say that, you know, this kind of makes me think about with United Healthcare coming through and saying, we're, not, we're no longer going to pay for an ER visit that wasn't an appropriate visit. That's right. When they say that, who's getting the bill? Is the patient getting the bill? Is the hospital getting the bill? Yeah. I mean, I know we don't have yeah. the answer to that, right. but if it's no surprise billing, yeah. if they turn around and bill the hospital, yeah. the hospital, I would say, cannot well, turn around and bill the individual. If you recall, part of that act actually gives the patient and the provider a 30-day interim process to determine what the bill should be and how to work it out. Right. That's right. actually they, part they can, of the, right. they part of the legislation. They can go back and forth. That's right. That's right. But but to say who is the final yeah. responsible party. Well, you remember the $52,000 bill last week from the patient that fell off the ladder and cut his arm. Yep. Right. 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 I'm mean, same kind yeah. of thing. Same kind of tr- thing. And then the $48,000 helicopter ride yep. we keep talking about right. for eight minutes. So are these reasonable <laughs> charges? You no, know, they can they can spend all day saying that they are. That's right. But but who's actually actually going to pay them? You know, speaking of preventable uh, diseases and chronic illness, according to the CDC, Dr. Mark, chronic diseases that are avoidable through preventative care and wellness, like we kind of talked about with uh, Dr. Maz earlier. Mm hmm. 
uh, cost the U.S. economy $260 billion a year in unnecessary cost. And this, I mean, this kind of ties this in to huge. Dr. Maza's discussion. Yes. It also yes. ties in to our discussion with that CVS survey. Yeah. So yeah. is is this something that's going to change because individuals are thinking about their health more now than they were two, three years ago? Well, we certainly have more choices, but I think it's all about education. And it people is. that with chronic illnesses have to understand how to keep that chronic illness under manageable conditions and not end up in an acute care position. Yeah. And I think that if they're finding all of their health care on the Internet, they're uh, they're going to get misled. Right. You know, I mean, I think we really need to, yeah. to see all the responsible yeah. groups out there working on educating right. the folks with you know, good, right. good information that's been vetted right. and is reasonable and things you can trust. And, and not only that, if we could carve $260 billion out of that $4 trillion health care cost in America, that's a significant that's a, savings. Yeah. Well, it's it's a going in the right direction. About an eighth. Everything else, eighth. Everything else yep. is going in the wrong direction. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we were going to uh, jump into uh, a little break here. Yeah. Uh, again, listeners, uh, e- email us your questions, and we are looking forward to hearing from you. Larry, we'll be right back. See you then. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. Are your annual wellness visits 60% completed? Medicare requires 60%. ThoughtSwift provides a turnkey solution, reducing AWVs 5 to 20 minutes, software-generated care plans, providing patient conversations and billing codes, improving macro, MIPS, and HEDIS, net $125 plus per AWV. Interested? John Fogarty, 609-605. 6859-609-605-6859. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or 774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Larry and I'm here with Dr. Mark. Uh, we appreciate you joining us this afternoon and uh, Dr. Mark, there has been some interesting news lately that Amazon 
is going to take on some of the world's largest pharmacy benefit managers. Yep, they have been working on this. Yes, and uh, the three largest, they call them PBMs, in the nation control 70% of this multi-billion dollar pharmacy industry. And those are CVS Caremark, mm-hmm. who controls 32% of the market, uh, Express Scripts, who controls 24%, and OptumRx, which is a, a company of United Healthcare, controls 21%. And it says now that Amazon, the world's largest online retailer, and Walmart, the largest corporation and private employer, have announced programs to take on the CVS dominance. Now, I mean, this what is do a, you think of this? Well, I mean, we, we talked in the last segment about pharmacy being such a big part of the expenditure. So this is rich ground for retailers to yes. jump in. Yes. And, I mean, when I look at groups like like Amazon. I mean, what does Amazon know better than anybody else? They know logistics. They know how to get things yes. from one place to yes. another. And they've already got a network that they could secure for storage no and question. delivery. I mean, yeah. they can they can crush yeah. this if, if they no so question. desire. Because these other groups have grown mm. not by leaps Remember and bounds. Remember the pill pack? Yeah, the pill pack. The yeah. pill pack? That's yeah. Amazon yep. started that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I think that they have a great ability to do this. And then you look at Walmart. I mean, this is literally their space. Well, you know, they've been doing four dollar uh, antibiotics for years. Yep, some free. Yeah. And so, yep. Well, yeah, yep. and some free. Yep. The Publix does some free antibiotics. So again, access, yep. access, access yep. there. And Optum RX has their their schema has been related to if you have this type of insurance, right. you kind of got to use us. Right. So that's not as strong a piece. So when these yep. these other guys come along. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's yeah. going to, I think it's going to disrupt. Oh, it that. is. Well, it's Amazon's not, it's, not a, it's not a monopoly. It's yeah. a, a trilopoly. Right, and Amazon's not that. coming in empty-handed either. No, no, they're coming in attempting to change the way this is offered by offering six months prescriptions starting at six dollars for medications. Right. I thought that was interesting. yeah. They did that on their Prime Day, Amazon yeah. Prime Day. So that's the for any any of you Amazon users out there, which so has the got to be almost everybody. Thing you're talking about is exactly what's happening. Oh yeah, no, because yeah. they're yeah. they're already they don't have to get into your home; they're already there. So I mean, that's I right. think that's right. and and they're they're doing a lot of other things in healthcare yep. as well. They're looking at uh, primary care delivery. Um, they're yep. looking in in, uh, yep. in the state of uh, Washington. They've been sending physical therapists and nurses out. They're doing in-home care. So right. they're looking at this as a tremendous opportunity to, you know, cash in, number one. Right. But I'm hoping figure out a cheaper way to do things that everybody has to sort of copy. But there's not a day goes by that whether I'm driving or at home, I don't see an Amazon truck oh, coming no down way. the road. Yeah, they're, they're oh, everywhere. They, they are absolutely Beautiful everywhere. vehicles, and they're everywhere. Yep. No, yep. it's 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 kind of amazing. And, yeah. and so uh, I don't know, but Bezos is going to going to go to space and so who knows who knows what happens that's next true. after that that's it, this sunday right <laughs> yep it is it is yeah tomorrow yep. yeah so i think that i mean i think we're going to see folks I, I think those are the folks that are going to stick with this because amazon went forward when jp morgan and uh, berkshire hathaway kind of backed off mm-hmm. and said well maybe we we can take care of our people but we can't take care of everybody amazon wants to take care of everybody so right. I'm 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 thinking yeah. it's going to be an interesting interesting game to watch, but at the same time their corporate culture yeah. is very unique, possibly right. explaining their success, well, you, possibly you know, not. You know what I was wondering? How did Amazon acquire a fleet of all those trucks so fast? 
Well, actually, what they, they did everywhere. Well, what they did, they actually came out and put out an advertisement that said, "If you've got ten thousand dollars, we'll get you a truck, and you can make up to most of their franchises." Yeah, most, well, mostly they okay. are. Well, okay. they're, I think they're more like a third party. Okay. Um, because if you think about it, they get all their business from Amazon, right? Right. And I, and I think they have some of their own trucks too. Because yeah. remember, they went to the United Postal U.S. Postal Service, right. and said, "Yeah, we're done with you." That's right. And that right. dropped there. I forget what the number was. It's been so long, but that dropped the, the postal service income yep. quite significantly. They've been operating yep. at a loss for years. Yeah, but yep. but the trick was when they said, you know, if you got ten thousand dollars, you can get a truck and you can make up to two hundred thousand a year. That's if you own twenty trucks. Yep. So yep. you have to build the truck. So you've got a lot of business folks out yep. there that that yep. financed the trucks. Right, and they have an area, and they're just yeah. out there driving. And you know, Doctor Mark, I know we talk about healthcare all the time, but just as a side note, and I'll offer this for free: if the postal service wants to cut their cost, stop sending mail to companies that are closed on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I get that from I get that I from think, Am, I get that from Amazon too. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I I got a uh, I got an email from Amazon that. That my delivery was attempted on Sunday morning at one yeah. twenty a.m. at your office at my office. Yeah, isn't that yeah, ridiculous? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so you're right. That that's a that's a big big part of it. Save some so. serious dollars. Let's okay. let's uh, jump around. Mm-hmm. There's a I don't know. There's some news that uh, came out actually right at the end of June that right. we didn't talk about, but it's kind of uh, kind of positive. Uh, the Supreme Court will not hear hospitals' appeal against the site-neutral payments. That's a good thing, Dr. Mark. Oh, it's a great thing. So yep. let's t- yep. t- t- tell, the, tell the audience why yeah. that's a great thing. Well, you know, uh, up until now, hospitals, because they were hospital-based and owned, were able to charge higher dollars via a facility fee for any practices that they owned or any outpatient facilities that they owned versus if it was independent, right. so, they couldn't charge the facility fee. Right. So they had a special yeah. special rate. You paid yeah. more if the hospital yeah. owned it. HHS and CMS went to court and got an injunction and said, we're going to change the paradigm and we're going to pay everything at the same rate for the same services, site neutral. Right. And the American Hospital Association took it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court refused to listen to it. Yeah, which is the best I love possible it. outcome. I love it. To be yep. just, you know, ha- right. hands held to the face and we don't want to hear it. That's right. So so just to be clear, when we saw a shift to outpatient surgery centers and outpatient yep. physical therapy. And you were so, very involved in yeah, that. So yep. when we, we saw that shift, the hospitals in many cities responded by opening up their own branded centers. Yep. And for a while, people were having to pay hospital costs and it totally sunk yep. the idea of this outpatient yep. setup. So what about these freestanding emergency rooms? Because they're charging regular emergency room prices. I wonder where they fall into this. Well, it's all that is, is a high end urgent urgent care center center that is a feeder to the true ER. Oh, for sure. You know that. Well, actually, actually what they've done, the a lot of the urgent care centers are the feeders to the true ER. These are feeders to the hospital because they they do. They can't send the patients from one ER to another. Right. They have to admit right. them. That's right. But my curiosity yeah. is, are they still going to well, be charging? D- does this change that charge? I don't know about the ERs yeah. and the yeah. freestanding. Uh, I have a feeling that it doesn't. Freestanding. But I will tell you, when I looked at what the real argument at the Supreme Court level with the American Hospital Station, let me throw this out there. Uh-huh. 
their lawyers contended that hospital outpatient departments are held to a higher regulatory standard than independent outpatient departments and are often the only point of access for patients with the most severe chronic illnesses, all of whom receive treatment regardless of pay. That is about as lame <laughs> yes, an yes. argument as I've heard, and you well, know I've been well, in healthcare it, a long time. If it was true, it'd be a great argument. <laughs> That's right. It's just not, it's true. not true. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I think we've seen with with IPN and our networks, we've seen the high yeah. quality delivery right. of these independently owned groups, right. and it and it just makes sense. Right. And, but but if you go back a ways, mm-hmm. so back when the surgery centers first began, right. the idea was, man. We can make a lot of money here because we can do this so much more cheaply than That's the right. hospital. That's right. And for a number of years before I was in practice, that happened, and people did make a lot of money. Right. And then HHS turned around and said, we're done paying you the same amount because your overhead's not as high. So this isn't a correction of that, but it's kind of the other side of that coin, right? It is. Because it is. this is saying, okay, now hospitals, your overhead's no longer right. that high. So you you need to pay the same. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about a couple things today that are very valuable to our consumers in America. And the number one is the No Surprise Billing Act. Yep. And the second one is the Supreme Court refuses to listen to site neutral yep. payment. Yep. So those are two very important steps towards reining in our unsustainable health care cost. Dr. It Mark. is. And and they're 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 nonpartisan steps and they're things that I think everybody can get behind. Yep. Um, So that's, well, maybe not the uh, hospital corporations, but uh, everybody else. And, you know, while we're talking about hospitals, there was an article the other day in the New York Times that uh, stated that hospitals often bill uninsured the highest prices. Right. And there was an example of a patient who went in for an abdominal and pelvic ultrasound or scan, and they sent him a bill for $6,422. And the People that researched it found that that was the highest price that the hospital had ever caught charged anyone for that bill. <laughs> and this is a uninsured patient. Right. And so the idea is there, there's tiers of pricing. And this goes back to our yeah. early discussions on if you get a bill, call and negotiate. Right. Because you know darn well that they don't We've expect about to this get many even times. half that. Yep. Yep. And, and, but knowing the, the average person doesn't know what they should be paying but i can tell you if it's, it's payable less they than, pay it right if yeah. it's less than i mean it's going to be less than the number yeah. that you're mailed out right. right right and so that that does that does lay right on there and i it, you know my the theory whole idea Dr. Is just Mark, take just taking advantage yeah, of my folks. theory if you get a bill for over a hundred dollars from anybody you need to check it out before you pay it yeah right right <laughs> period don't just, don't just pay yeah. yeah yeah don't just pay it well i mean yeah. isn't that how a lot of big companies kind of lose money is they the People that are actually writing the checks are yep. just writing checks. They're That's just right. bookkeeping. That's right. And they're not. That's right. right. Whereas when the owner sits down and says, wait, you paid what for what? You know, yep. I, di- I didn't yep. order that. Right. So it is. It's that on a much bigger scale. But but mm-hmm. I, I, I do hope I do hope that kind of lets us, you know, bring the the day to a we close. We shed with some, some light stuff. on some good stuff today. Dr. Yeah, Mark. I think it was Enjoyed good. the conversation. And Dr. Mazza was great. I yes. look forward to hearing from yes. her again. I tell you, it's uh, it's a it's a Saturday afternoon in Florida for us down here. I'm I'm hoping we have a few listeners yep. that are elsewhere, yep. but but don't be too jealous. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna get more rain. Right, right. And uh, and we're, we get it every day now. Yep, just in the summers. Yep, that's right. Big thank you to uh, Larry for being here mm-hmm. at Independent mm-hmm. Physicians Network. Right. And I'm Dr. Mark with Pediatric Surgery PA. Our advertising partners are Diana Sacato with Sacato Films, John Fogarty with RX to Live, Thought Swift. April and Larry, I'm sorry, April and Mary Catherine with Counseling Resources, 
and John Kelly at the Orlando Medical News. And John's not here today, and so he can listen to uh, me fumbling through this. That's okay. And and I'll do better next time. Larry, any final thought for our audience? Take time to become an informed healthcare consumer. That's what this show is all about. It's one of the best ways to protect your family. And one other note, as a child, take care of your elderly parents. It's very important. Very well said, Larry. See you next week. See you next week. Do you feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.